Good evening and welcome back. Tonight I have a collection of true scary dating app and stalker stories, which I think you're really going to enjoy. I also want to shout out my amazing channel members and patrons for your continued support on the channel. With that said, let's begin. So I'm your average 21 year old girl who in her spare time likes to go on dating apps. I found a knockoff dating app that's kinda like Tinder, but it's for guys that like curvy women. So off the bat I find a couple of nice guys to chat with, but the next day I get a message that changed everything. Usually my type is guys my age, but he was older, like in his 40s older. We weren't even 8 chat bubbles in until he said, I can tell that you'd be a wonderful mother. I took it as a compliment at first. That wasn't the creepiest thing I've heard a guy say to me. Honestly, I should have stopped talking to him, but I was bored and the rest of my chats ghosted me, so I just stuck with the conversation. He told me how he lives in the next town over from my small town, so he was actually really close to me. He was a single dad, so that you'll be a wonderful mother compliment meant something different now, in a creepy way. He was a bartender at two bars, one in his town and he worked at another bar in my town. At the bar in my town where he did weekend shifts, he was only five minutes away, which kind of unnerved me because I didn't want to see him in real life. A week later, he started getting really clingy, sending me good morning texts with four emojis following it. I didn't want to be mean so I kept it short and simple and said hi back. Then he said, Listen. I'm going to the beach this weekend in my jeep. I'd love for you to come so I can make you happy for a day. Plus, I'd like to get a peek at that curvy body that you claim to have. I said I was busy with work stuff and that I couldn't go. He just dismissed it and said he'd miss me. I did feel like going to the beach though that day, so I went to a local spot that was past his town by a few miles. I was there for about an hour and I was tanning on my stomach, but then I heard someone walking up to me. Looking up, I saw a beefy-looking guy who looked to be late 30s. He smiled at me in a weird way which freaked me out before I could ask what his deal was. He said, so, this is work stuff. My heart stopped for a second. It couldn't be him, I never saw his face before but who else would know what I said in my text messages. This was the beach I was going to, what a coincidence huh, he smirked. I just nodded and started to gather my things. Yeah really is a coincidence. When I stood up, he took a long stride forward so that he stood in front of me, leaving little space between us. Hey, looks like you've changed to go swimming. Shall we go into the water? He smirked again. I was getting really nervous. I said no and went to my car quickly and drove off. I saw him standing on the grass beside the road, waving at me with a smile. What a fucking psycho. Another week passed and I kept my communications with him short, but during the week I had odd run-ins with him. First at Walmart, I could understand this because he lives in a house behind Walmart, but still it was weird. Then I went to a bar that was a couple of minutes from my house. I was with my friend and we took some pictures together and I put them on Instagram. 30 minutes later, he came in with his work attire on. He sat down next to me while my friend was on the other side. Oh, you come here too? I look at him oddly and say, I come here every Friday with my friend. I've never seen you here before. Why are you here? Just passing by and saw your car and thought I'd say hi. 
Also, what are you drinking? I can buy you another. My friend grabs my knee and I know she's telling me to get the fuck out of here. I just say no thanks and quickly pay for my drinks. He got up too and followed us outside. You can't drive, you've been drinking. Let me take you home, I can take care of you. I was scared, his tone of voice sounded so desperate. I said no and walked to my car and drove home, also making sure I wasn't being followed. The next day I got a text early in the morning from him. Hey baby, I was so worried about you last night. I did some digging on my laptop and found your address. You need to be more careful with your privacy, sweetie. I called him on his bluff saying he didn't have my address. But in the next few seconds, there it was. My full address and even more information like the names of my parents, my full name, all our birthdays. I was terrified. I can come over and comfort you now. I want to show you how much I love you and I'll make you fall for me too. I didn't know what to do. At the moment I was alone and I had to think fast. The neighbour across the street from me was an ex-cop, so I quickly gathered my keys and phone and ran to his house praying he'd be home. I saw his truck in the driveway and I felt so relieved. I saw him in the garage, I ran over telling him I needed help. He listened to my story, had a look of concern the whole time. He told me to come inside and look out the window for his jeep to go down my driveway. If it was him and he turned into my driveway, my neighbour would call the police. It was about 20 minutes before I heard a loud noise coming down the road, and there he was in his jeep. He turned right and slowed down, I guess to find the right house. He saw my address and quickly pulled in. My neighbour grabbed the phone and started talking to the police directly instead of the operator. I got a text on my phone from him saying, I'm at your door, so this is where you hide. I feel sick. I'm just waiting for the police to come barreling down my road to get him. I think he realised I'm not answering the door, so he got back into his jeep to leave. But the timing couldn't be more perfect, because two police cars came around the corner and blocked off my driveway so he couldn't go anywhere. I went outside and I saw him in handcuffs. He saw me too and he honestly looked heartbroken. I didn't feel bad though, what he did was crazy. There wasn't enough evidence to put him in jail for too long, but I did get a restraining order which is working well so far. One night, unable to sleep, I mindlessly scrolled through TikTok, hoping to find something that would distract me from my restlessness. Among the countless TikTok live streams, one particular stream caught my attention. The title simply read, A Midnight Stroll. Intrigued, I tapped on it, unknowingly opening the door to a world of horror. The stream depicted a man silently traversing through a desolate forest. The eerie atmosphere was suffocating, with darkness seemingly swallowing the lone figure. To my utter shock, as the live stream continued, the man's path led him to a familiar place, my backyard. I couldn't believe my eyes, it was my house, how could this be possible? Fear gripped my heart and I immediately dialed the emergency services, desperately hoping they could provide some answers. The police arrived swiftly, but to my dismay they found nothing out of the ordinary in the woods. Without any concrete evidence or immediate danger, they dismissed my claims. I figured that this account would probably go live again, and when it does, I'll screen record and get some proof. It took some time, but eventually, the live stream resumed. 
Unfortunately for me this time, however, it did not reveal my house. Just hours of this man walking through the woods at night. Why are people even watching this, I thought to myself. The live stream that night was a bust. The man didn't do anything out of the ordinary besides, you know, being a weirdo walking through the woods at night. I anxiously waited for the live stream to return. After two days, the account finally went live again, and this time, I was prepared. I started the screen record, determined to capture the proof I so desperately needed. The stream unfolded just as before. The mysterious man paced through the dark woods, his footsteps crunching unsuspecting leaves. The sound of crickets could be distinctively heard. The man emerged from the depths of the forest, his gaze fixed on my house. But this time something was different. He started moving towards my house, step by step, drawing closer to me. The fear that had gripped me earlier escalated to sheer terror. I knew I had to take action. My fight or flight response activated and I descended the stairs from my room, making my way to the kitchen window, never taking my eyes off the live stream. I peered into the darkness, searching for any signs of the man approaching my house but to my horror, I saw nothing. I looked back down at my phone and then back up to the window, and back down at my phone again. The man was continuing to walk towards my house in the live stream, but I didn't see him in real time. The realisation struck me like a lightning bolt. The live stream had a delay. It had to have a stream delay. I watched him approach my back door on my phone, my mind raced as I frantically looked to the left and noticed my back door was ever so slightly cracked open. As a small business owner, Christmas is our busiest season. I own a souvenir shop and haven't had a day off since December the 1st. It was Christmas Eve and I sent all my employees home early. I was single and didn't have much family, so I didn't mind staying late and taking care of all the admin work. It was around 11.45 at night. I was in the back finishing some calculations when I heard a knock at the front door. I looked at my watch. It was almost midnight and we had been closed for almost four hours now. What would they want? Plus, it was snowing hard outside. I got up from the back and went to the front door. Standing there knocking was a man dressed as Santa. I politely went to the door and told him sorry that we're closed. The man shook his head and said he forgot his wallet and needed to come in and get it. I thought this was strange. I didn't find any wallet while doing my cleanup, and no one reported one missing either. And, if I'm being completely honest, this man dressed as Santa didn't look familiar. He definitely didn't show up here today. I politely told him that we didn't receive or find any wallet, but if we did, we'd be sure to send it to his address. The man shook his head again, pulling the door handle. He said he needs his wallet tonight and to let him in immediately. I told him I'd double check the back, and I went in the back, checked out our lost and found and saw nothing. I went back to the front door and told him we didn't have it, but if I find it I'll be sure to call and let him know. The man's face was boiling with rage at this point. He yanked hard on the door, rattling the glass. He demanded I let him in the store right now. My jolly spirit was slowly dying and I told the man if he doesn't stop that I would call the police. He continued to yank on the door. He even said if I don't open up, he'll kill me. That was it. I told him I'm calling the police and I went to the front desk phone and picked up the receiver. When I looked up, Santa was gone. 
I was a little shaken, but relieved the wacko was gone. I didn't call the police and went back into my office to finish up my work. It was almost one in the morning when I finished up. I was packing my things up and made my way to the front. I looked outside. My car was the only one in the parking lot. I didn't see the crazy man anywhere. I stepped out into the falling snow and hiked over to my car. About halfway there, I froze. I noticed fresh footprints heading towards my car and stopping there. And that's when I saw the top of a Santa hat in the back seat of my car. My jaw dropped. I saw someone peek their head up and the Santa man and I locked eyes. I booked it back to my shop. I could hear my car door close and heavy footsteps right behind me. I unlocked my shop door, threw myself in and then quickly relocked it. I was just in time as the Santa man was already pulling on the door, trying to get in. He banged on the glass, screaming he was going to kill me and tear apart my intestines. I ran to the phone and called the cops. They actually got here quickly and arrested the man. As the cops pulled away with the Santa man in the back, I looked at my watch. It was three in the morning. Merry Christmas to me, I told myself. I've been an avid Tinder user. I work a lot and don't have a huge opportunity to meet new people, so I use Tinder. I used to set my preferences to much older men thinking they would be more mature. Boy, was I wrong. I have many scary stories from Tinder, but here's one from last summer. I matched with a guy, we would call him Rob. He was 54 and I was 24 at the time. He claimed he was a head chef at a local casino, so I thought he seems pretty put together. So I kind of have a system I use for Tinder. I chat with men I match with for several weeks, and if we both feel comfortable, we meet face to face. Most creeps don't wait that long, in my own experience. So the first night we chat, he starts getting too flirty, first saying how beautiful I am, then continuously complimenting my body. And as he continues, I get a little uncomfortable. Then he asks to meet. I say not yet, that I wanted to get to know him first. He understands and we talk for a few more days with the same kind of pattern. First it's normal to get to know you stuff. Then he would get too flirty and mention how he loves my curves. This then turns into what he would do to my curves and to me. I quickly but nicely try to jokingly tell him to stop and keep it clean as we don't know each other yet. He gets more and more brazen. He would message me dozens of times in a row a day and would get upset if I didn't answer right away. Like I said, I work a lot of my family's business. We're in the food industry as well, and I'm not able to text at work. I didn't tell him my last name or where I work, but I did say at my family's bakery and what town it was in. But there are at least five or six other bakeries that I know of in my town. The days go by and I start to respond less and less because his constant sexual texts will not relent. No matter how much I explain, it makes me uncomfortable, and I'm not looking for just a hookup. It wasn't set in a relationship, but if the chemistry is there, then we could explore it. But he would just get very angry with me the more I denied him. Finally, a week and a half later, I completely stopped talking to him and I blocked his number. Thought that was the last I'd hear of Rob, right? Wrong. I was at work, and it was the night shift on a Monday, so very slow and quiet, just me and another girl working. We get a phone call at work and my co-worker says it's for me. I am the manager, so I'm used to people asking for me. So I answer, saying my name and how I can help them. 
There's a pause and what I hear next makes my heart stop beating. The man on the phone says, Hi sweetheart, it's Rob. I'm frozen. I can't even find words to speak. I definitely didn't tell him where I work or have it posted on my social media. So how did he find me? I shakily ask how he found me. He says, There are only so many bakeries in your town. This guy had called every bakery asking for a Kayla in my town. I'm freaking out at this point and don't know what to do. He tells me I have to come to his house tonight or else he will show up at my work. I don't know what else to do so I agree just to get him off the phone. Then I hang up the phone and burst into tears. I very obviously do not go to his house and I called out of work for the next couple of days. My sister who works at the bakery tells me the next day that a guy came in asking for me. I began receiving texts from random numbers, all from Rob saying that things he was going to do to me. I would leave work and there would be roses on my car. He would call my work every time I worked several times asking for me and just breathing heavy on the line or saying more things he wanted to do to me. Some days he would come into work and wait to get me and would just buy a Coca-Cola, then hang around for 45 minutes just watching me. It got so bad that I had to switch my schedule but my car is pretty distinct, so it'd be easy to tell if I was working. It got so bad I would be at school in a different town and he would leave more gifts on my car. I think I even caught him following me home once, but I can't be sure because he had several different vehicles. I started taking my mum's car to work and doing more of the baking so I wouldn't have to be out in the front with the customers and I haven't heard from him in several months. Just the occasional text or odd phone call at my work. So, older guy from Tinder, let's hope we never meet again. Thank you all for listening. If you made it this far, perhaps consider subscribing. I would also love to hear any stories you have. If any, send over to the email in the description. And with that said, I'll catch you all in the next one. Thank you. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.